I wanted to get you on here to talk a little bit about your sports media career in the uh, the next segment here on the grind of sports media, how they got there. Maria is an update anchor for Sirius XM. Uh, she also does updates on NBC Sports Radio, and she's also a contributor to the Fantasy Sports Network. You can find her at Maria C. Marino on Twitter and Instagram, and then you can check her stuff out at maria-marino.com. And I want to know, first off the bat, Maria, because we haven't really talked about this ourselves, but you mm-hmm. know, how did you first know that you wanted to get into the sports media career? When did you know that was something that maybe you wanted to make a career out of? Did somebody influence you at all, or, or was that something that you kind of just kind of picked up on your own? Well, I always knew I wanted to get into journalism and media. I didn't know if I wanted to go the sports route. Uh, I actually interned when I was in college at Eyewitness News, um, Channel 7 ABC. And what's funny is um, my mentor at the time, uh, a reporter, her name is Nina Pineda, and uh, we still you know, keep in touch here and there. And she said to me one day, because I was, I was talking to some people there and we were talking about the giants and I was like, Oh, did you see that? And we we're talking about the game. And, and she was like, you need to do sports. And I was like, huh? <laughs> like I, I, I didn't really ever seriously think of sports as a possibility. I thought it was just kind of like a pipe dream. I didn't think I could really uh, make a living doing anything with it. And, you know, so that was, I was still in college and then it took a couple of years before I actually realized, Hey, Sports is, is my passion, and that's what I want to follow. I had um, a couple other jobs out of college. I did some freelance work. Um, and then the reason that I actually got into sports more seriously was a couple buddies of mine from high school started this podcast. Shout out to uh, Off the Tracks Radio. <laughs> we, we used to do this podcast once a week, and I loved it. And I started talking mostly sports with them. And um, I was going to say, well, what was the podcast about? So it was, it was sports centric. Like it was kind of, you know, it was a fun conversation. It was like a lot of pop culture stuff, but mostly centered on sports. Um, So that's where I initially started having sports conversations in a media setting. And at, uh, at the same time, I was a reporter and anchor for a local news station. Um, a radio station in New Jersey. So I was reporting on, you know, local stories. I would go to um, like municipal meetings and interview like the mayors of towns. I would go to all these events and it was uh, super hyper local news. And um, that's where I actually first started doing like hourly news updates. I was out in the field putting together stories that would air on the radio. So I was kind of doing what I'm doing now, but in two different settings. So eventually I was, I was working there for a year and then I saw an opening on the Sirius XM website for a sports update anchor. And when I looked at the position, I thought, you know, this is just like what I do for the radio station. It's just sports instead of news. Now I was passionate about sports. So I thought, you know, let me, let me go for this. And um, I applied, they gave me a shot, (laughs) even though I didn't have, that much experience um i came in and and did a demo and it was the most nerve-wracking thing i've ever done in my life and i guess i did just well enough and um and they brought me on and that was about two years ago now that i've been with sirius xm and um probably 
going on a year now uh, that I've been with NBC Sports Radio as well. Nice. Well, which one of those two do you like more? Do you, do you like doing Sirius over NBC, or do you like NBC, or are they kind of like very similar, or are they a little bit different in, in certain respects? They're a little bit different. Um, it's hard to say which I like more. I know Sirius XM just has so many channels and so many opportunities. So, um, you know, with Sirius XM, I've gotten to expand beyond doing sports updates. I've gotten to do quite a bit of social media content where I've done videos and video interviews and um, appearances on multiple channels as uh, such as NBA radio, fantasy sports radio, Mad Dog radio. I've uh, I've really gotten to expand my my repertoire there. Um, NBC Sports Radio. I've I have gotten to work with some notable hosts uh, like Chris Mannix and Mark Malone, and um, so I, I've gotten great experience from both. But I'm at Sirius a little bit more than I'm at NBC. And um, when I'm at Sirius, what's what's fun is I'm in – normally I'm in, like, the sports newsroom when I'm not in studio, you know, bantering with the host. And everybody that I work with there I absolutely love, and that makes it a lot more fun. I, I just feel like when I'm at work – this is so not fair for people who are listening, but when I'm at work, I am hanging out with my friends and watching sports and talking about it. Like, there's really nothing better. Even on a bad day, I'm like, this is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah, right. You, you really can't beat it. It's it's kind of surreal, some of the stuff that we get to do. And um, and yeah. I know when I worked at The Fan, it was kind of like the same way, where you're just you're basically running their shows and you're just hanging out and, and just BSing yeah. with the host in between, you know, commercial yeah. breaks and, and watching the games that are going on. It's It's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. I was just at work last night. I did one of my later shifts, and uh, so I was happy that the games are on. And you know, in between updates, I'm just watching the games and uh, finding my little nuggets and my highlights to put in my updates. And then, uh, what's great is I've gotten to develop relationships with a lot of the hosts. So when they know I'm on updates, they'll actually bring me in on conversations and. Uh, usually before or after the update, we'll we'll talk about whatever's going on. Just last night, I, I worked with a couple hosts. One was Tom Byrne, the other was Jim Memolo, and they both know I'm a New York girl. They know I like the Knicks when they're not doing terribly, <laughs> and hmm. um, so they both they both asked me about Mello, uh, and I was like, look, <laughs> I just oh, want to enjoy my NBA playoffs. I was like. Give me, give me, you know, wait till the off season and I'll worry about all that stuff, you know. Let's, I know. Let's enjoy this right here. But I wrote a column or an article for Double G Sports last night. And uh, just, and I know we had talked about this kind of off the air, that mm-hmm. there are so many ex-Knicks in the playoffs right now on other teams. Yes. So it's kind of making me nostalgic. And not, it's hard for me not to think about the Knicks because you, got, you look at guys, just for example, uh, Zebo, David Lee, uh-huh. uh, Channing Fry, you have you know, Lamont Shumper, you know J.R. Smith. You know who I noticed last night? Freaking, uh, Jose Calderon is on the Hawks, and I'm like, Dude. On the Hawks. I'm like, this guy's still, like, kicking it. He's, like, you know, in the playoffs. Like, it seems like everybody who leaves the Knicks ends up playing in the playoffs. That's basically what the premise of my article was, and it's 
it just kind of shows how dysfunctional an organization the Knicks really are because yeah. they have all these guys who end up on teams that are in the playoffs, yet while they're on the Knicks, they can't do anything. Hmm. Um, uh-huh. But anyways, we're talking with Maria Marino again here on the, on the Word with G. And, um, you know, you talked a little bit about, you know, some of the stuff that you do. I know you have some different segments that you said you kind of have done, and we've talked about them before. Just kind of talk about maybe some of the extracurricular curricular stuff that you get to do outside of the updates, because I know, remember last year, we talked a little bit about this. You were doing some fantasy football stuff, and you were kind of mm-hmm. new to fantasy football. And, you know, we kind of had talked a little strategy at that point, but I know you did some cool videos. What's well, just some kind of segments and some other stuff that you get to do with these opportunities that you have at Sirius and at NBC and at Fantasy Sportsnet? Sure. Well, since you brought up uh, the fantasy, let's start there. Um, This past season was the first time I had ever done fantasy football, which a lot of people are surprised about because they know I'm a sports nut. Um, But I I was kind of surprised about that. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, I I realized, you know, I used to be one of those people that was, like, kind of anti-fantasy. I just wanted to, like, enjoy the games. But then I realized, once I started doing it, that I had so much fun, and it actually made the games more fun and interesting. And I thought thought of it like a win-win because, one, I want to keep expanding my knowledge, and fantasy is a topic that is just rampant on sports radio. A lot of people want to talk about it. So I thought it was important that I become a little bit more well-versed on it. And then, you know, it also just helped me get to know more of the players and, and the teams better. So I know what I'm talking about even more. And furthermore, I became uh, friendly with the program director of Fantasy Sports Radio on Sirius XM, Matt Deutsch. And he had been encouraging me to, to join the league at, at Sirius. And I said, you know what, let's do this. So I got so into it. I really had a blast. I mean, draft days I thought were just so, so fun. And then just having the conversations with everybody. I did a, I did a league for NBC Sports Radio as well. So it was kind of both my jobs. I was in leagues. And, you you know, you banter and, and you talk with everybody that you work with and you bond over it. So uh, I, got into the, I got into the fantasy club. And I, I said to Matt at, at SiriusXM Fantasy, you know, there's a lot of people that listen that um, are are experts in fantasy or that are very avid fantasy sports, you know, participants. But there are also people like me who might be new to it or might be thinking about getting into it. Like I was, I was really thinking about it for a while. And so, what about those those beginners? Try to appeal to them. So I tried to share some of the tips and things that I learned. So I went on. Um, one show in particular, I went on a couple of times and talked about some of my little tips and tricks that I picked up. And we did a video uh, talking all about the waiver wire, which I, I know when I first started was a little bit of a confusing, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> such an important to tool so for I, fantasy I really too. Like, right. And so for beginners who are literally have no idea about this, I just wanted to break it down. And the video was awesome. Um, that's, you know, I was sharing that on my Facebook and Twitter and whatnot. But uh, so that was one thing with fantasy. And then through that, that's actually kind of in a roundabout way how I ended up getting involved with Fantasy Sports Network, FNTSY, which is both a uh, radio and television as well as online content network. And um, I just started appearing on a TV show for them called Foul Territory. It's hosted by Chris Manzo 
and that is an absolute blast. You can catch that uh, Fantasy Sports Network Thursdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, so check the listings. <laughs> Shout out to them. Uh, but so, you know, it's it's just interesting how one thing kind of leads to another, and that show is, is more just like conversation with friends, and there's a panel, and, you know, we have uh, the fantasy executive, Corey Parson, on there. We have uh, – former NFL player Marcus Kuhn and then an MMA analyst Michelle Serpico that comes on. So it's just like kind of people that have ties to sports but are also friends. We just talk about whatever's going on and we just really make it fun. It's just as if you're sitting and hanging out with your friends and, and having a good time. So we're doing that. Um, but back to <laughs> but back to serious. Um, the, the other main segment I do on a consistent basis is called Maria's Court. It's on Sirius XM NBA Radio, and it's about every Friday. It's not every Friday because we we sometimes have some scheduling conflicts. One of the hosts of the show, NBA Today, which is the afternoon drive show, um, one of the hosts is former NBA player Eddie Johnson, and he's also the color commentator for the Phoenix Suns. So sometimes you know he has games that he has to do. Uh, but when he and Justin Termini are there, Justin Termini is also uh, a host of the program, I sort of settle their arguments. So it, Maria's court's kind of a double entendre. It's basketball-related, but it's also kind of my courtroom. They argue a lot, and I come in, and um, I'm the tiebreaker, and uh, we keep track <laughs> throughout the season. <laughs> Judge Maria, she has the last say. Yes, yes. So it's 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 super fun. I have a blast with those guys. You get to talk some hoops. Sometimes they argue about things that have nothing to do with hoops, and I settle them, <laughs> settle that. Uh, I like to think I'm pretty fair and reasonable. So <laughs> uh, I, it's 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 a good time, and I get a lot of tweets from listeners who who enjoy it, which really just makes my day, makes my week, and makes everything I do. Uh, that much more worth it you know I, I love hearing from from listeners and segment, segments like that seem to seem to get them to come out and uh, share their opinions so it's it's great see that's one thing I was going to ask you about too again we're talking with Maria Marino here on the word with G um, you know you seem to have some Twitter fans and, and I was like I was looking at your Twitter <laughs> and you know before this conversation and you, you seem to have like a lot of people just that will randomly tweet at you about whatever you're doing and, how cool is that to have like those, you know, those random interactions, you're kind of like your stars like growing because, you know, when you have those random people, you know, tweeting at you and following you and you're not even following them back, you know, that's kind of when, you know, you're on your way. Well, look, I, I'm not, I'm not going to, you know, make it a bigger deal than it is, but I, it's pretty cool. I do. I, I will say it, not to not to sound corny, but it warms my heart. Like it it makes me feel warm and fuzzy when I see people uh, just tweeting me and saying hey, or you know they could be saying anything really. I mean they could be agreeing with me, they could be disagreeing with me, they could be complimenting me. Um, I've gotten some critics as well, but uh, for the most part, uh, a lot of my followers are are nice people and just the fact that they look to me to either ask advice or that they feel compelled by whatever they listen to, to respond. I I don't take anyone for granted. I respond to everyone or as much as I can. And I really appreciate every kind word. 
I appreciate every word of encouragement. Uh, as you know, and I think a lot of people know, this industry is not easy. It's 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 really a grind. It's um, you know, as much as I love what I do, it's sometimes difficult, and it's and it's um, it's a process. It's very difficult to get to a level of stability. So when I see these little tweets or someone commenting on my Instagram or my Facebook, it's just like every little bit is it goes goes right in my, you know, my piggy bank of, of what I look to for inspiration to keep pushing me, to motivate me. Um, and when someone notices or recognize something that I'm doing, it just, it, like I said, it just makes it all worth it. Um, it always puts a smile on my face. Anyone I hear from, it, it really does. And I, like I said, I try to thank people. I've even developed like friendships with some, some Twitter fans or followers that message me every so often. And like, we, we actually talk and, um, you know, keep in touch and, you know, to the point of why well, I consider them friends. So it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, and, you know, that, you know, building like a Twitter following or a following on social media, it's, it's a, uh, it's a, such a gradual process. And um, I think uh, <laughs> I got to give a shout out to the morning men on Mad Dog Sports Radio, because <laughs> I think they help my Twitter following quite a bit. I've gone on their show maybe. I think I've gone on their show about three times now, and every time I get like a few hundred new followers, they always they Jeez. always shout me out and say, "Hey, follow Maria." So um, that that always helps. But uh, I it's something that I I um, I'm proud of just because, like I said, if someone takes a moment to respond to something that I've done, um, I, I I don't ever take that for granted. That's great. Yeah, he's very humble as yeah. well, you know, even with all this <laughs> interaction on Twitter and everything like that. And if you want to throw a couple hundred my way, that, that would be great. I only have 246 <laughs> right now. And I, you have, you have over 2,000. So, yeah, if you, want to, if you want to help me out, that would be terrific. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> all right. Now, you would mentioned some of the harder things going on in sports media and how you kind of get to where you want to be. What's been the hardest mm. part? about getting yourself into this industry? I mean, I, I know everybody faces their different challenges, uh, but what's been, the, what's been the hardest part for you? I think the hardest part was just getting started. I, you know, you, you graduate from college and you want to be in media or broadcasting, sports media, and I think getting your foot in the door is, is really tough. It definitely helps to, to do internships in college, which I did, but like I said at the time, I didn't know about – I didn't know if it was realistic to go the sports route. So it's not like I interned at Sirius or ESPN radio or somewhere that I could kind of shimmy my way in or, or make an impression. So um, it, it, you just have to be patient. You just have to keep going and going. And so, like I said, there was a few years in between college and uh, where I am now, or, you know, getting to work at Sirius that I was, I was, I don't know if I want to say lost is the word. I was just doing a lot of different random things and not really sure how I was going to uh, get to the next step. Um, but, but everything started to fall into place. Like I said, when I, when I started at WGHT radio in New Jersey, I worked there a year and that's what qualified me in order to get hired at Sirius. And I'll tell you that thus far in my career, being hired at Sirius XM was, or has been my biggest break, if you want to call it a break. Um, 
I, you know, so that, that opened the door for everything else that I'm doing. That was the catalyst. But the, the challenge, you know, so getting started, number one, and then I would say, you know, you, you start and you're kind of at the bottom of the totem pole, which was fine with me. I was just, ha- I'm just happy to be there, <laughs> but uh, you know, it's a lot of nights. It's a lot of weekends. It's a lot of holidays, long hours, uh, very late nights, very strange hours. And so you need to um, then explain to your friends and family, like, Hey, you know, can't hang out, whatever. And you know, that was never really a big deal for me. I think my friends and family know that uh, I'm, I'm passionate about something. I'm working towards something. So they understand if, you know, I can't make something. um, But uh, you know, it's just a different lifestyle. You get, you get used to it. Um, I, I think working in a big city like New York is also a challenge, um, you know, it's it's not easy to, to, especially in sports media, it's such a saturated market. It's the number one news market in the country. So it's, it's very competitive and it's, it's, it's just that daily grind of, um, you know, being in the city and, and running around and hustling. And um, yeah, I guess, I guess that's a big one I'm trying to think, um, you know, uh, the money isn't great, <laughs> especially the <laughs> So I'll just throw that. Yeah, you really out have to love what you. You really have to love this stuff to exactly. to, to kind of get into all, it and want to proceed yeah. further. Yeah. Look, this is all like asterisks. These are all asterisks because at the end of the day, I do love what I do. I'm passionate about it, and I'd much rather that and be kind of, um, you know, not struggling, but I'd rather be concerned about my finances and wake up every morning and, and love what I do than, uh, than living super comfortably and, and, you know, waking up and hating my job. So no matter what, I'm, I'm where I want to be, but, uh, but yeah, you asked me for challenges and, and those are, those are a couple right there. Yeah, those, those are good. And, and I, I think that's kind of like a, an underlying theme that I've noticed with everybody that I've done these, these conversations with that, you know, and a lot of people say the same thing. I say the same thing as you just said right there, that you really have to love what you do to, in order yeah, to, to yeah. really progress in this business. Yeah. And, and, and most of us would rather love what we do and not make so much money rather than make a lot of money and wake up right. hating our jobs every and, you know, day. Uh, not to cut you off too, but the, the one other thing I thought of as well is um, as you're aware the media industry is is so rapidly evolving that the way we consume media has has done a complete 180 and companies are still trying to keep up and they're trying to figure out how to monetize online content, digital content, social media content. All of that is is very new and you know there's a lot, there are a lot of people that are maybe not listening to terrestrial radio as much or maybe they're listening to more podcasts uh, or online shows like this one, um, maybe they're they're not watching traditional TV. They're cutting their cords. So, because of all of that, I think a lot of media companies are struggling to profit. And the the indirect consequence of that is a lot of people that work in sports media, especially to start, don't work full time. So that's why I work multiple part-time jobs and just about everybody else I know that I work with does the same uh, because companies aren't 
investing in, in full-time employees and paying benefits and all that. So, you know, my, my goal is um, to keep building my, my experience and credibility and, and to hopefully get to a more secure, stable place. Again, I'm talking with Maria Marino here on the board with G. Now, let me ask you this, you know, talking a little bit about, you know, the hardships about getting into the industry. When you mm-hmm. do a, you know, you turn your mic on to do an update or you're doing a segment, before you do that, do you still get a little, maybe a little butterflies in your stomach, a little nervous maybe to, to kind of, you know, to build up to it? And then once you get on, it just kind of becomes natural. Do you ever get nervous still? Very rarely. I used to get nervous a little bit when I first started just because uh, it was more the technical aspect than, than the delivery. I never get nervous to speak in front of people. And I think that's what gravitated me toward uh, broadcasting in in the first place. Uh, But when I first started, I was a little intimidated being that I was by far, you know, I was one of the youngest people, um, not a lot of female anchors <laughs> as well. And, um, you know, it was just, I had to earn my keep. I felt like I had to kind of prove that I was uh, meant to be there. So that made me a little nervous. But as far as, um, as far as performing, I, I really think of it as like you perform, um, you know, whether you want to compare it to like what an athlete does or, uh, what, you know, an artist, like a, an actor or something does, you get out on stage and you go like, that's, that's how I feel. I get kind of in the zone and, um, mm-hmm. I'm just like, all right, let's, let's do this. And, um, you know, I, I actually prefer doing live updates. I think something about it gets me, um, like I said, more in the zone gets me hyped up. And I think I sound way better. I sound more enthusiastic, natural, uh, more conversational. So, that that's cool. <laughs> um, you know, sometimes with, with new segments, um, my, my thought is, uh, you know, the enemy of nerves is uh, preparation. So if ever I do a segment where I feel like I'm going to be providing analysis, as long as I prepare, if there's something I don't know, I go and I'm, I look it up. I spend hours researching. I spend hours taking notes, you know, all kinds of stuff. Um, and that way, when I get there, I know I'll be ready for anything. So there's that. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, one, like I said, once in a while, you know, the only, the only other time that I get nervous is, like, if I'm really under the gun because we have really, really tight deadlines. Obviously, our updates are, you know, either every hour or every half hour, um, and they're yeah. at, a, at a, you know, a time, a certain time. So, if there's breaking news or if I'm behind for whatever reasons, maybe there's a technical thing, I need a sound bite, I need this or that. If I'm running late, that gets me a little bit nervous. So it, it really has nothing to do with, with talking to an audience or anything like that. It's, it's a lot of other variables. <laughs> that makes sense. And you had mentioned, yeah. you know, You'd mentioned you're you're a female in the industry, and then there are, and I know from being in it, there are not you know a lot of females that that do this this job or the job that mm-hmm. you're doing. What's it? What's your experience been like as a female in the in what is largely you know male dominated field? And and I'm sure like in all the news newsrooms you've been in, there's a lot more guys than there are girls. Right. Um, well, my experience has been that as a female. Um, you stand out more. 
which is good and bad. Um, so because there are so many guys doing what I do, like people at Sirius, for example, recognize me as, oh, that's the girl that works in sports because, you know, there's just not as many. Um, so I stand out more, but, but with, that, with that perk, I'll say, comes more of a responsibility because by standing out more, uh, you always have to be on because everybody is paying attention. Everybody recognizes that's who you are. Uh, and so, like, it, I'm not sure if I'm – I'm not sure – is this making sense? So you, you stand yeah. out more. No, no, I get great, it. But you also, by, you know, by the same token, that means you have to deliver because the eyes are on you. So I always mm-hmm. feel like I need to be ten times more prepared um, and – and uh, like I said, always on, because uh, when you screw up, it's 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 uh, much more noticed. I think, and that that's just my experience. Everyone's treated me great. Um, everyone respects me, and that's and I think it's because I've also earned that. I I treat everybody with respect, and um, I show I try to show with my work ethic that I care about what I do. I care about learning. And I'll I'll be honest. I mean, I I was I didn't think I was very good when I first started. Okay, like I I thought it was okay. I um, now I think I'm much much better. And I think people see the progression. They see um, that I've I've worked to to be where I am. And um, you know, so it's uh, yeah. I think I think people that know me or um, hopefully that that hear me on the radio don't. Uh, they don't, they don't discriminate, you know, they, they respect, I, I would hope they respect my opinions and, um, and, uh, I've gotten a lot of encouragement. So it's, uh, it, it's, it's really good. It's everybody, um, the, the stereotypes are, are, you know, they exist, but they're not, um, uh, at the forefront anymore. I don't think. That's good. You've kind of, you've kind of silenced, silenced the critics. A little bit because you really have proven that you know your stuff and you know what you're talking about when that mic turns off. Well, I I, I would say so, but it's it's an ongoing process. So yeah, I I do that. I I wouldn't say it's it's done. It's like I I it's you got to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep proving. Mm-hmm. You're never you're never done um, with with that process. I'm learning every single day, and I don't profess to know more than a lot of a lot of people. Uh, you know, I just what I what I don't know, I, I go and find out, and um and but and at that's, the same time, you've, you've uh, like proved to people that you've proved to people that hey, look, I can do this, and and I I I, right. I put in the time, the effort, and you're consistently yeah. wanting yeah. to learn, and you're wanting to get better, and, and you're wanting to improve, and I, I think that's the biggest yeah. thing in the this industry. People see that, they respect it, and they really value what you have to say. Yep, that's that's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> that that is the goal. But let's let's yeah. move into different sports that you cover. And and clearly I can tell that NBA is probably your favorite. What has made NBA your favorite? Why why is it why is it your favorite to kind of cover and to talk about? Uh well, I think it starts with something as simple as basketball was the first sport I learned how to play and you know, my older siblings played it and I would go to all their games and then I played and um it's the sport I understand the most for sure. And then, um, you know, in high school and I'm still like a, a college hoops fan as well, but, uh, 
something about the NBA. I think it's I think it has to do with the fact that there are so many superstars in the NBA and and it's not really like some other sports where you follow your team. NBA is is a is a league that really allows you to follow stars and and so there's always something interesting going on and uh I just I can't put my finger on it but beyond that I just uh I just love the game um and I uh, I love I love following the stars and I think I don't know I don't know beyond that I just it's just my favorite and then um you know I like NFL a lot too I always it's interesting how my uh, persona changes between seasons um <laughs> Like I get very into NFL, I, I get very into NFL as well. But I think I think NBA has edged NFL out for me just a bit, and um, and you know this because we're friends. But uh, and maybe people that follow me on social media will know too. I'm also obsessed with beach volleyball. That's like my niche kind of a sport that I follow. That I was, <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. Mainstream, yeah, some mainstream. Uh, sports enthusiasts might not know much about, but uh, that's another sport that I play recreationally. And um, it's, it's a, a sport that I've followed for, you know, well over a decade now. So um, I like to go to tournaments. I've gotten the, the opportunity to interview some of the players and some of them Olympians. And uh, I feel very invested in that sport too. So um, that's, that's an area I would like to continue to, to uh, be a part of. And, you know, one of my dreams was always to be reporting or commentating on beach volleyball. So uh, we'll see. We'll, we're, we're working at it. <laughs> there you go. Now, what about, what about any cool experiences you, uh, you've had or you've been afforded because of uh, where you work and, and what you do? Are there any really cool experiences that stand out to you or maybe really good stories that you might be able to share? Uh, well, one of the coolest experiences was uh, when I went with NBA Radio to this rookie, this NBA rookie event. So um, last last year's, so the 2016 draft class, all those rookies uh, went to this event at the Knicks training facility in Westchester, New York. And I probably the highlight of the day. Well, definitely the highlight of the day was uh, I did an interview of the number one draft pick, Ben Simmons, live on Sirius XM Sports Facebook. That was just, that was so, so cool. Um, You know, and like I said, how I mentioned the live aspect of things and how I get, you know, in the zone. And so that I felt that energy and and Ben was a great interview and he he was really pleasant and, and gave me some good little nuggets and, uh, I, I felt really, really bad when he got injured before the start of the season, had to had to miss the whole season. I'm really hoping that he has a nice bounce back and, and does really well um, next year. So uh, there is that. Um, definitely getting to interview some of the Olympic beach volleyball players, including uh, Kerry Walsh Jennings, April Ross, and uh, Phil Dalhauser and Nick Lucena for Sirius XM Rio Olympics Radio that aired um, during the the Rio Olympics, obviously, this past summer. Um, and I got to do really in-depth interviews with them, you know, seven to ten minutes or so long. And, and um, interviewing is one of my favorite things to do. I just love learning about people and 
and um, I'm, I'm just a naturally curious person. So I, I also <laughs> love building rapports with, with athletes. Like I, I like kind of getting them comfortable and getting them to trust me and, and know that I'm, I'm not just some like talking head. I actually care about them. I care about the sport and, um, and I'm, I genuinely wonder about their whole process. So that was really cool. Um, oh, what else? <laughs> Um, definitely, Sometimes definitely there's so many, they all fantasy. blend together. Yeah, well, I was going to say, definitely making that fantasy for beginners video with the waiver wire was just really, really cool because I worked with a really talented team, uh, videographers, editors, uh, the some people um, in the digital department at Sirius that kind of helped, helped it come to life. And um, I just thought it looked so cool and, and so professional and uh <sighs> Yeah, there's that. There's a, there's a lot. Like I, I, I gotta say, I get there's there's things I get excited about every week. Oh, okay, okay. I thought it's two more. Ready? Two more. Oh, nice. Here we um, go. This was back to back weekends. This was this was so cool. So, I got to cover the ACC tournament. As I mentioned, I am a college hoops fan. Um, the, the ACC tournament you're Duke, in Brooklyn. You're a Duke fan. I'm a Duke fan. Unfortunately. Yep. Hey, hey. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, but yeah. So so. The first game of – so I covered the uh, the semis and the finals. The first game, Duke-North Carolina at Barclays Center was unbelievable. The crowd was yeah, classic. ridiculous. That that was amazing. That's probably top – that's probably at the top of the sporting events I've been able to witness um, at this point. And then um, I got to interview a lot of the players afterwards in the locker room. Very cool. And then Duke uh, went on to beat Notre Dame in the final – same thing got to interview some of the players after so that was that was amazing being like you know a foot away from coach k you know being on the court when the confetti comes down awesome now the following weekend um golden state warriors were uh visiting the knicks and um i went to the warriors shoot around the day before the game which i was literally like a kid on christmas i was just in awe i was so close you know, right on the sideline with all of some of, some of these stars. I mean, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, Andre Iguodala, like all of these guys just shooting around near me, like I could reach out and touch them. Um, and that was so so amazing and so cool to watch. And then I actually got to interview um, starting center Zaza Pachulia. We did an exclusive interview for uh, Sirius XM NBA Radio, so that was pretty dope. Like I'm, I I loved that day and then the following day went to the game and then uh, myself and Justin Termini who I mentioned hosts on um, NBA radio we did like kind of a post game video for social media so okay I just named you a, a lot of a lot of good good ones right there that's a lot of good stuff right there yeah that was amazing amazing yes yeah you definitely can't get better than an ACC tournament matchup between Duke and North Carolina yeah. that that is just a classic and as you're being a Duke fan yeah. that's got to be such a cool experience yeah. again we're talking and it was with a great Maria game. Mar- Oh yeah of course you know it usually yeah. it usually is when you get to see Duke and North Carolina those are usually yeah. always great games And again yeah. we're talking with Maria Marino here on the Word with G and couple more for you, Marina. We got about, you know, 12 minutes left, but you know, there's two, two, okay. two more questions that I have to ask you. And one okay. is, what is your dream job at the end of the day? Where does Maria Marino want to end up? Where do you want to see yourself? 
Oh, I get this question so much and it's, it's really hard for me to answer because there are so many things I love doing. And I, I always say that I live portions of my dream all the time, like, uh, or versions of my dream. So, so that, that Duke North Carolina game and being in the locker room and interviewing them, being at the Warriors shoot around, um, and interviewing them, those are all versions of my dream. Like, and I'll, and I notice them in the moment. Like I am right now living an aspect of my dream. So, so I guess what, what would be my dream situation would be to kind of get all of those little things, all those little aspects of my dream and kind of get them rolled into one. Um, I just know I, I, I live, I live day to day, month to month and, and, and see what comes, but I just know that I like sports media. I like telling the story. I want to be uh, the one engaging the audience, whether it be on television or radio. I, I just know I like both. I, I would love to do uh, a mix, preferably, uh, of radio and television. Um, beach volleyball, re- reporting on that, and, and maybe covering uh, the next Olympics in Tokyo. That's a, that's a portion of my dream. Um, so it's really hard to say. I just, I, I have, I'm so lucky that I'm, what I'm doing right now really is, um, really is living a, a sliver of my dream. And, um, I just got to see where it, where it takes me. I, I, it's really hard for me to, to pinpoint one thing, but sometimes, sometimes your dream shows up in a form you didn't expect. That's, that's what I've learned. Like I never, I never expected to be doing a show on fantasy sports network, but when it happened, I loved it so much, and and I am I am enjoying it so much that, you know, you just you just don't know. You just gotta live, and uh, so we'll see. We'll see where these little pieces of my dream take me, and and um, how it all comes together. So basically, doing what you're doing now, just on a full time basis <laughs> with full time money and benefits, a bigger is what scale, you're saying. A better, yeah, pretty much a, a bigger scale, um, a more secure uh, scale, and. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> and now, give me some some advice you, you would give somebody who's just kind of starting in the industry or thinking about getting into it, or maybe it's coming out of college, or maybe even a high school kid that is just trying to figure out what they want to do with their career, but knows that they like sports and and maybe that they like journalism, kind of like you did. Give me some advice that you would give somebody somebody like that. Uh. Well, I think I think my my biggest advice would be don't get so caught up in an expectation that you need to be doing something by a certain age or or doing something a certain way or doing something that uh how somebody else did it because everybody's path is different. Uh so don't get discouraged if if things don't feel like they're happening fast enough or whatever just understand it's a process and if it's something you're really passionate about and you really want to do don't give up on it um, but then at the same time you know if if it's getting to be uh, to the point where it's sucking the passion out of it it's okay if you want to go a different route too so you know you don't have to fit into any cookie cutter you know um, situation follow uh, follow your gut um, the other thing I would I would say is that it might, it might sound simple but um, always be kind, always be professional, uh, respectful in anything you do, because, um, especially in this industry, the people that you come across, 
they kind of keep coming around again. And um, you're going to meet a lot of people that know of you and um, know people that you know. And it, it's it becomes a small world in that respect. Um, and use those relationships both to your benefit and to the benefit of others. Um, you know, every job that I've gotten has been because I've um, I've found people that I've built relationships with and, and found out how to get into those jobs. And, you know, you always have to back it up, obviously. Um, you know, you have to be qualified. So you have to um, – you have to have the have the work put in, but also networking is just so huge. And and be smart about every impression you make, every handshake, um, make people remember you. And that's uh, I think what really what really would set anyone apart. And I think um, that's how I've tried to set myself apart. I I really um, take the time. I mean, every single person I come into contact with at Sirius whether it be a board op, whether it be um, a producer, host, uh, someone in the newsroom, every single person, someone really high up uh, in the company that I is like my boss's boss's boss, every single person, I, I smile, I, I ask, how are you? And I genuinely want to know how they are. And um, like I said, every impression, I think it adds up and, um, and uh, it doesn't go unnoticed by people. I'll say that. That's excellent. That's that's really good advice. Um, and I mean, I know there's there, there's not a lot of people that are like you uh, around anymore. I mean, that are that are humble and that you know take the time out to to smile and to be genuinely happy about seeing somebody and asking <laughs> how they are. And, and when you're in an interview, uh, being really invested in, and you really are truly not a not just a role model for for you know females that want to get into the industry, but people. They want to just guys and girls that want to get into the industry too, because you know I see what you've done. You, you're working hard just from talking to you today and 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 on other occasions. <laughs> I can tell you really love what you do, and and it really shows and it, it comes through in your work. So I appreciate you letting me uh, kind of dig into your your career here for the last 50 <laughs> minutes or so. Well, and um, thank you, Greg. Go ahead. Thank you for your uh, compliments, makes me feel good. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Uh, and again, you can find yeah, Maria on Twitter and Instagram at Maria C. Marino. And uh, again, she she does her updates on SiriusXM, various channels, and NBC Sports Radio. And of course, you can find her on the uh, the Fantasy Sports Network. That's F N T S Y Sports Net as a contributor. Is there anything else that I missed that you want to kind of to to plug in here for the last couple minutes that we have? <laughs> Uh, no, I think, um, I think you, I think you probably touched on just about everything. I probably, uh, talked your ear off, but, uh, I, I, I thank you for having me on and I, um, yeah, I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs>